In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending January the 16th, with Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack this week announced the 115 high-impact projects across all 50 states, and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico will receive more than $370 million in federal funding as a part of the new USDA Regional Conservation Partnership Program, otherwise known as RCPP. The focus of the Regional Conservation Partnership Program is indeed on partnerships, on leveraging the resources that the federal government invests in conservation uh, in a coordinated and comprehensive approach to large-scale uh, landscapes uh, in an effort to try to have a more efficient and more significant impact on conservation. Uh, this represents a significant investment in soil and water health and habitat well-being, uh, and we have been very pleased with the amazing response that we received uh, when we announced uh, the opportunity for folks to apply for participation in this Regional Conservation Partnership Program. Uh, over 600 pre-applications, uh, over 200 uh, full submissions. Uh, it was just an incredible uh, outpouring of interest in this approach. Also taking part in that announcement was USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service Chief Jason Weller. Through the $372 million, we're going to be funding, as you said, 115 projects in every state in the nation. And these are, some of them are very large, very significant large-scale projects, but then there are also some projects that are going to be working at a smaller scale in the forests and in the farm communities. And what we're really excited about then is seeing how this partner, locally-led approach to conservation design and solutions is going to help innovate and bring new people to the table to help leverage our resources and, in the end of the day, get more done on the ground and accelerate and catalyze action in local communities. In addition to the federal funding, these projects will leverage an estimated $400 million more in partner contributions for a total of nearly $800 million to improve the nation's water quality, support wildlife habitat, and enhance the environment. In other news, while the final numbers for 2014 aren't in yet, Kent Backus, Associate Director of Legislative Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, says it looks like another year of record beef imports. 2014, obviously just a record year for us. We're looking at $6.5 billion in sales just through November alone. Japan really leading that market at about $1.5 billion, but we've seen two other $1 billion markets emerge, both with Mexico and Hong Kong, you know, poised to be the same. So just another great year for us and just an exciting uh, time for the beef industry. And that is why he says it's important for Congress to pass Trade Promotion Authority. Well, we've seen the Obama administration really deliver on trade agreements, you know, with Korea, Colombia, and Panama. We're very happy to see that uh, now we're being able to enjoy the benefits of trade with those three countries. And FTAs are what really made that happen. So what we need now is we need this new Congress to work with this administration and grant them the authority to negotiate more trade agreements. We've got to do that through Trade Promotion Authority. It's very important that Congress take that up immediately and give our negotiators the legitimacy that they need to go out and you know, work these deals with other countries with the assurance that when they come back that they'll get a straight up or down vote from Congress in a very short time. The last thing we need is to have a, a, you know, a big negotiation uh, take place, have an agreement filled, and then come back and have 535 different opinions on it in Congress. We need this administration to consult with Congress in those negotiations, get a good deal, and then bring it back and get it passed so that we can start to see those massive tariffs in Asia and in Europe start to fall off. Bacchus says trade promotion authority is something the beef industry wants to see. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is one of those. Uh, you know, obviously we would like to uh, have the opportunity to knock down a lot of those high tariff rates, especially with, with countries like Japan and Vietnam. 
in a lot of the Southeast uh, Asian countries where we have such a large growing, uh, you know, middle class population that wants to eat more beef. We need TPP, and in order to get that, we're going to need trade promotion authority. At the same time, we want our negotiators to work out a lot of these differences we have with Europe. And we're highly restricted to what we can sell in the European market right now. Most of that is not based on sound science. We need free trade agreements. We need to use that leverage and uh, give our negotiators the authority they need to be able to come back, take down those barriers, and let us sell more beef to European consumers. Tyron Spearman had a report this week with numbers released this week concerning this past year's peanut crop. More details have been announced on the annual crop report showing how good we did this past year. We're showing Alabama now with an average of 3,200 pounds per acre of peanuts. That is down from the 3,550 pounds per acre the previous year. So Alabama will end up with 276,000 tons produced. That's on 173,000 acres. Florida on 167,000 acres produced 4,000 pounds per acre. That's up 50 pounds from last year, giving Florida 334,000 tons. Georgia was the biggest, 1,200,000 tons, and their yield averaged 4,100 pounds. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet. Cindy Zimmerman had a story this week on about how many folks are working together to improve soil health. Soil health is everyone's business in this international year of the soil. It's about that one-on-one conversation and that transfer of the technical knowledge to that landowner. USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service Chief Jason Weller says they're strengthening conservation and research partnerships to improve soil health. We've trained over 2,000 NRCS professionals across the United States, giving them a basic fundamental understanding of the properties of soil health, what's the soil health management system. Now beyond this, that basic level, we're looking to upgrade that capacity and that knowledge so no matter where you live in the U.S., you're going to have an expert in your community that can help you upgrade your management of your soils. We're also then upgrading our own technical in-house knowledge at NRCS, but really our own training imparting that knowledge, not just to our field staff, but then our partners in the field. To find out more about improving soil health, go to nrcs.usda.gov. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Evergrinder looking at giant vegetables. There are those who grow fruits and vegetables that strive for one thing, to grow them big. There's an organization in Europe, the European Vegetable Growers Association, that keeps records. and not always exact, but they're the best we know of. Americans hold a lot of those records. A French farmer grew a pumpkin that weighed 1,160 pounds. Well, just a year before, an English gardener grew an onion that tipped the scales at 16.5 pounds. And an American grower grew a flat bean that measured four feet three inches. Now, these records don't just happen. Growers concentrate their efforts on a single plant. It gets daily attention and special care. But they must have excellent growing conditions, you know, soil and water. And what's the reward? Nothing more than bragging rights and their name in the record books. There's no record of financial rewards. That's Ag Review for today. Every Griner, Southeast Agnet. Those reports and more can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.